I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through. And they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. Do you know, I, um, <clears throat> I was chatting to my mates on Saturday night. And um, Ben Davis, and yeah, he, yeah. he was saying, what a load of bullshit that documentary <laughs> is. And I was like, really... Paula. I was, Paula. I was really, really happy. Paula. Paula. Yeah, she she made a comment about our language. Oh, sorry. Have <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, uh, we officially started? Well, we can we, be, yeah. That's going to be cut off, surely. Yeah. No, we'll keep, we'll keep it in, we'll keep it. Anyway, like, what a load of BS it is. Like, um, you know, there's been loads of stuff that's come out about it since. Yeah. And um, I watched Lane Nort, something on Lane Norton. Have you seen yeah, it? He did a full thing on it, yeah. yeah which, I, did, I haven't seen it, but yeah, um, it's I saw it. It, it mentioned pretty much what we said, but probably... Not in, not in as good detail as us. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> less yeah, obviously like, less yeah. less scientific. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it, it's just interesting speaking to people about it. And isn't there one that's been made on Netflix about meat? Oh, it's like a series, but one of the series bits is about eating meat and how good it's meant to be in Ooh. like retaliation oh, to right. it. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. But then, then again, that I'm sure that is going to be heavily biased as well. Oh, so, yeah. anything um, is. That's what that sells, isn't it? How yeah. you get watches. Exactly. That's the problem. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, you better, you better introduce that fourth voice. <laughs> right, sorry, yeah. Uh, if, welcome to the podcast. We are podcast number... Seven. 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 Yep. Um, we are... Uh, so, you know, we're, we're starting to introduce uh, some of our members and some stories that they, they can tell about, some amazing stories. And we've got an amazing story today. So, Tan, would you like to introduce yourself? And Hello. <laughs> thank you for having me on. Yeah, Actually, as a thank you, because it wouldn't be a Jane's podcast without a certain theme. Oh, I can I guess that is? Oh, my yes. God. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I love that. Oh, my God. That, that is, is really sweet. sweet. Yes, thank you. So can I have these now, right? Is this what this is all about? I mean, for sure. Wait? No, it's like Nick, like... Over there. I know, just straight like, away. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm not quite sitting in front of the mic, so this is my only opportunity. Well, I was happy a second ago when you just said about how much you love sugar, and I thought, well, them shortbread fingers are going to go down. They, they look like posh ones as I well. I know. These they aren't, do look really these nice. aren't the 18p ones I mean, that lived in I, the uni. I actually can't take full credit because I ran out of time and they were at my mom's house, so I stole you them stole from my mum. Oh, <laughs> okay. But the thought was there. Guys, would anyone like one? Is the crunch going to pick up on the podcast? Oh, probably. Um, be right. I'll, I'll just sit I'll back, just lean away. Sit, I'll lean sit away. back a little bit. Thanks, Tanya. Tanya I'm, like actually, I'm actually okay for now. I'll oh. wait, because otherwise I'm just going to... You're going to have to feel while we all eat uh, biscuits yeah. for the next 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry for the silence. Speaking of stealing... Stealing? Stealing, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I yeah. Don't, Chris, have you heard what happened this morning? This morning, no? Yeah, so I went into the cafe, <laughs> and Nathan stopped me, and he said, oh, we, we've got a hero. And Sam Barton was sitting on the on the sofa, and apparently, he was just sitting there minding his own business, um, eating a panini. And some um, senior citizen uh, stopped, eyed up one of our Christmas trees on the the tables outside, and put it in our little trolley. And walked <laughs> off. And wheeled off. And wheeled off with it. What? Yeah, madness. True story. <laughs> yeah. So he he ran after her and he said, "Excuse me, can we have our Christmas tree back?" Apparently, he had to still had his panini in his hand as well, like <laughs> panini in hand, running down the street, like. Yeah. And what did she say? Well, I not much. Well, not much to to him. And then he went and told me the story, and he said, "Oh, there she is." So I sort of ran out there and said, "Excuse me, um, what do you think you're doing stealing our Christmas tree?" And she she sort of like, "Well, I liked it." 
And I said, well, I might like what's in your trolley, but I'm not going to just go and steal it. It's just you really have to That's down. unbelievable. Yeah. Good old people's way for you. Yeah, so I hit it with a baseball bat. <laughs> no, I didn't. I really didn't. Um, but yeah. Uh, I believe it, can you? Anyway. That's bad. What a, what a start to the day. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That is the Christmas spirit right there. Oh yeah, she said, oh, I won't do it again. Well, yeah, I hope so. You yeah. shouldn't have done it in the first place. Yeah. Anyway, wow. that is Urban Biggles Wade for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in the streets. So usually we just talk about what's what's gone on before you know before we get into the nitty gritty of your. That's oh, a good point. Yes, that is a good point. Yeah. So when you did the Pugsy Challenge and you were doing your burpees, right? I came in and you told me you'd done one hundred thirty. No, four hundred thirteen, not one hundred thirteen. Five hundred thirteen. Five hundred thirteen. Yeah, yeah. And then up on this. I put five pound in. So I've got and then someone now. told me that you haven't that done those burpees. So I feel like. Do you know what? I was like, like I, I am. I, to be honest, my body has kind of moved <laughs> for about a week. <laughs> so, um, okay. It, it, yeah, we'll put it in the bank. I, I, think, I, think I've, I think I'm due about 15 extra burpees. Oh, really? so. Okay. At um, some point. Five of them. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a physio note for now. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It's fine. We'll let you off for now. Thank you. Just I thought I'd remind it. you. What a start. Yes, <laughs> and you're welcome to the podcast. You can come back every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that lot. it's amazing how much my body hurt the next day. When honestly. I spoke to you, you were completely out of it. I've never yeah. seen you like that before. You to were dazed. Be honest, like, this is going to come across really bad as a, as a fitness professional <laughs> or as a former fitness professional. Like, I don't think I ate in the morning. I had one, I had like a cup of coffee or something and like a grenade bar and that was all I'd had in the morning. And then afterwards I didn't, just didn't feel like eating. So yeah. um, It's amazing though what you can do fasted. So yeah. I, I now generally will do intermittent fasting so yeah. I won't eat to lunch. So I've been doing this, maybe we'll talk about this crazy my own challenge at the moment yeah. and so I've been hitting or trying to hit a thousand calories per workout this week and all of those have been fasted so I haven't had anything to eat through all of those but because my body's used to it actually feels I feel better doing that do you know what it's really interesting because usually I train fasted now so yeah, you've given up breakfast haven't you yeah, that's that is the term I use. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if I can yeah. do that. Oh, we've got some. Uh, we've got some Alex drinks live coming. on the podcast. No. Alex from the cafe. Yes, Harry. <laughs> Harry, shout out as well. Right. And Harry. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to say got? Um, hello, guys. Thank you very much. Probably. Hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you waved. Yeah, well, yeah The yeah, microphones yeah. can pick that up. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, mate. Thank, Thank you very, very much. much. Shall we take the other one? Um, so what were we just saying? Fasted. Fasted, Fasted yeah. So Are you about you being liberated and yeah, breakfast? Yeah, like all my life, everything that I studied at uni and all my personal training stuff, it was always eating about, you know, breakfast the most important meal of the day, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And obviously we get up super early, so, you know, we're up at five or whatever. And half four. Half four, <laughs> half four. And, you so. know, I'm, I'm so used to cooking breakfast at that time, yeah. making eggs or whatever it is, um, or vegan burritos. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, now like, <clears throat> like my wife's sort of, she's obsessed with a, this scientist called Peter Atia who's got an amazing podcast. He's just, he's an absolute genius. But um, yeah, he does a lot of work on that. And yeah, so you know, we've looked into it and there's a lot of, a lot behind it for longevity and stuff. So um, yeah, it's it, it, like, it's, yeah, it is liberating. Like I'm not tied down by having to make breakfast yeah. and I feel fine. So yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not about that life. No, no. I, I, but but honestly, like I would have said exactly the same, and but now it just just doesn't. I might give it a go. Nick knows that I pass out if I don't have my banana before I work out. Yeah, yeah, we have. <laughs> I don't yeah, actually pass out. Times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to work with Tanya quite a lot over the last few years, and there have been a couple of moments where I've been like, Tanya, do you want a banana? Yeah, do you want to go and, do you want to go and get his little sustenance for you, like to carry on this session? Yeah. Bless you. But no, I definitely couldn't do it. I'm convinced that I would be next to useless yeah in every sense of the word before eating in the morning i feel like it should be an experiment yeah do you not exactly. wait do you not wake up but, but starving though do you no. not wake I used up to, i do. used to my tummy hurts honestly yeah i used to feel like that <laughs> yeah. and, and since i don't know i guess it it's aches just, it yearns yeah. for food in the morning Aiden, do you eat little and often or like free like do you, well, well, so i used to yeah and now usually it's in like an eight hour window so um still constantly eating Mm. The whole day. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that was me before grazing all the time, and yeah. you know. But I think there's a lot of science that says that it's about giving your digestive system a rest. Right. And um, mm. but you know, again, it's a bit like what we spoke about last week with the game changers. There's yeah. pros, against pro, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. So and and ultimately, if it works for you, then crack on, stick to yeah. it. I'll give it a go. Get but back to you. Thank you now. I've passed yeah. out. But <laughs> again, like, I'm sure we could probably do a whole podcast on that and dig yeah, out yeah. some science. And, yeah, um, yeah. And as it, when science. I first started yeah. doing it, I, um, <laughs> I definitely felt like mid-morning, I felt hungry, really hungry. Mm. Uh, now I just don't really get that hungry until lunchtime. What, what was your reasons for doing it? Uh, some of the research I've seen into it is good for um, inflammation. Yeah, so yeah. reducing inflammation, autophagy. So basically yeah better for joint like joint issues and i was i wanted to start training more often um and so my thought process was targeted sort of so if i was training more often my joints were a bit sore if i was doing something to help that then hopefully i wouldn't be as battered basically and i'd feel like again it's just completely anecdotal but i do feel like it's really helped with that yeah um if you ended up eating the same amount like in a short amount of time or have you ended up eating yeah. less because you've missed out breakfast yeah probably the same amount, same amount yeah, yeah in a shorter window so i try and That's have nice. similar calories but in in sure. the eight hour window yeah so from midday till sort of 8 9 p.m and that's yeah. when i kind of eat but i'll i'll just have three i tend to have three main me- three meals basically and then a snack which yeah. is usually like a protein shake or whatever yeah. um because i also feel much more satiated with bigger meals like i i don't like eating small meals so for me eating like six or seven small meals in a day just i'd never i'd never feel satisfied yeah whereas i'd rather eat bigger meals but Mm. only have three of them Mm. um whereas you know other people will eat more so yeah that's how i've done it and it's what was that well. that video that I showed you with Peter Atier? Didn't he say like? Yeah, oh yeah, he says I can be disgusting. I yeah. can literally eat three or four thousand calories in one in sitting. One sitting yeah. yeah, wow. Like, I'm about that life. <laughs> but I like to do that multiple times. <laughs> I like to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. You know, as much as I can. That's my that's my thing. That is yeah. definitely. I like to eat till it hurts. What else is going on then? Um, the my zone chat. Talking of eating lots of food to fuel your body. Yeah, yeah. The my zone challenge. Yeah. Tanya, from a customer's point of view. How are you getting on in the Myzone Challenge? I'm I'm about midway from my group. We're like I'm in Grinch and we're like going from first to second to first to second. It's so close. It's so close, and I feel bad because I haven't 
really done a lot this weekend. It's fair. You have but been away celebrating your birthday. Yes. So yes. We'll, we'll let that off. Which is actually today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I'm, I plan on eating my, my body weight in cake tonight. Yes. And then I'll get back on it as well. Well, then you'll be fueled up, ready to go. Exactly. So basically, what's happening is we are doing a My Zone challenge currently. Unlike one we've ever done before. So it's actually a race to 100,000 MEPs as a team. Um, there's about 40 people across four teams. It's the biggest challenge we've ever done and it's absolutely gone mental. Well, it's 40, 40 people per team, it's isn't it? 38 yeah. per team. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. So there's 160 people. So yeah, 40 people across four teams, 160 people involved and it is mad. It's crazy. I've heard some amazing stories so far. There was one, one of our... Um, customers she works at the uh, train station in the cafe and she said that at quarter past five in the morning someone who she sees all the time she didn't realize they were a jones's member <laughs> ran to the train station lifted up their top and was like donna have you got your belt on <laughs> and she was like no she's like gotta get my points in and this was <coughs> the monday morning when it first Amazing. kicked off literally oh, at quarter past five the first points of the challenge this person ran to the train station i was like Yes, Jones's fitness challenge. It's I love it. Yeah. It just shows you people are so competitive. Yeah, like adults really say, are yeah. competitive. They can so. say they're not, but yeah. damn. The thing is, we're only halfway through. I think we're at the. I think the top group's at like forty nine thousand at the moment. We haven't even hit halfway, and it's just. Yeah, I think. Because I'm on snowman, so I'm. Oh, I'm, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're like battling it out so yeah. at this time of recording who is who's yeah. winning the league at the time of recording snowman oh, top. Damn. so we're top damn, you best get your belt oh, I know. I've, I've been wearing it to work like walking dogs and I've been like trying to yeah. run the dogs a little bit like come on quick, yeah, quick. Yeah. <laughs> get my heart rate every, up every point counts yeah, yeah. 46,000 points wow. at the moment and 45 oh. euro 45 966 oh, so, so close oh, I thought it was at 49 already yeah so we were close wow. we were close but we'll see. We'll it's going to be right <laughs> nick and it's going to it's going to be like right to the end i think in terms yeah. of because to be fair as well all the teams have been at some stage have been really really close yeah. so yeah. i think yeah. it's just different people train different days and then yeah. some people come yeah, back into week, it and it? i think yeah. i think grinch and grinch and snowman, snowman have been sort of one and two, haven't we? Like Absolutely. a lot of the, throughout a lot of it, but still the other guys have been right up there as well. So it's been, it has been exciting. Still, it could all still change. Yeah, absolutely. So it has been really funny though. So um, I, myself and Aiden aren't actually on their team this time. We're kind I didn't of more, get an invite. We're more like, <laughs> we're more like the overseers. And I trained and I, I put on my workout summary, mm. Team Santa, and I put a little picture of a Santa with a fishing rod. You would not believe the amount of like nibbles I got who's team Santa I can't see them on the challenge how many points have they got they best not be in the lead yeah. why are they not on there and I was like this has you know worked what? perfectly didn't even it. click in my head that Santa wasn't one, one of the, the team teams. didn't even go there I was just like oh cool Nick's working out it's fine yeah honestly I was like this is brilliant so you can again people that you don't think are competitive hmm. completely are and they've literally yeah. gone to town just on click it. why it's you totally love this the competitiveness yeah that's my jam that is yeah <laughs> well it's been hard not being involved in it in any way who's your money on there Nick I don't know. Birthday girl team. Yeah, you're going to offend some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 120 people. Yeah, 120 people are going to be. The right team will win. Fitness is the winner. Fitness is the real winner. Yeah, no, it's going to be good though. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to see how it unfolds because we have got the December the 12th as the cut off date. So. But I think it's going to be done before that. I think we're looking December seventh. Maybe might be the last day of the challenge for the first team to get there. So it's, it's hot, and I like it. Mm. What's the winning winning team get? Is there like a little trophy? Do you have a trophy? We do have a trophy. We yeah. do have a trophy actually. Who's got it at the moment? We have it. We have it. Yeah. We have it. Oh, mm. then 
was it not whoever won it last time? Oh yeah, we've yeah we've had it back since oh, then. Okay. Yeah, so we're ready. To, it's in it's in the wings, ready to go. But it's going to oh. be a bit hard to share it across forty people. Everyone will be like, I'm going to have it on Monday, then I'm bringing it in. Tomorrow, <laughs> everyone can have it for a day before it comes back. So yeah, it'll be yeah, it's going to be good. And then we've got a nice social planned at the end of it to celebrate fitness because fitness nice. is the real winner. Yeah, yeah. Mm. there you go. Which is great. We'll finally have a rest day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's been good though. It's been it's been fantastic, and I can't wait for it to carry on. Really. Yeah. Cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I guess the real reason we're here today is to chat to Tanya about her story because it's been it's been. It's been a mixed bag, hasn't yeah, it? It's yeah. been pretty pretty eventful. I don't know where to start. Okay. Actually I was I was saying to Nick earlier, Jones has been through it throughout everything. It kind of starts with you guys, I think. Yeah. Almost. So I finished my masters. We're in summer two thousand and fifteen and I joined the gym and I think I was a member for about a month and a half. I don't even think it was I don't that. it might have just been about a month if that. Yeah. And Brendan was actually reminiscing, Brendan's my husband, and he was reminiscing the other day when he came in to tell you that I had to cancel my membership and you said why? Yeah. And he was like, Oh, she's been diagnosed with leukemia and apparently you completely turtlenecked and your head just shrunk into yeah. your shoulders and you just zipped up your jacket because yeah. you didn't know what to say. Um obviously couldn't come to the gym anymore. Went into hospital. I was in and out of hospital for about five or six months throughout the beginning of 2016 finally came out went through chemotherapy all that kind of stuff um that didn't work ended up having a stem cell transplant luckily my brother's 100 percent match so that all you know i didn't have to wait for for someone for the stem cells that's was that, brilliant was that pioneering research were you one of the first people not to... not for the stem cell oh. transplant that's that's later on that's that's a common thing is it the stem, stem cell. cell transplant normally if chemotherapy doesn't happen that's one of them yeah. the, the things <clears> to go to um so i had that unfortunately that didn't work either um i didn't really realize that i was running out of options until like I got the all clear later on but at that point it was getting a bit they were kind of running out of things of what they could do um a new drug came out called inotuzumab and I managed to get onto that and that's actually what got me in remission I had a couple of doses I think it was a dose a week for three weeks and that was you know one session I had three lots of those got me into uh, remission but it was only a temporary thing right um again didn't realize how serious that was until well after time um but then the new thing was CAR T cells. Um, and I managed to get on to a trial with UCLH. And unfortunately, it hasn't worked for everyone, but it's an incredible drug. And I'm one of the lucky ones for sure. I don't know if anyone watched it. There's a thing on the BBC it was called War in Blood. Um, again, it follows two people who unfortunately didn't make it, but the story is incredible and the work they're doing is amazing. Um, but yeah, I was one of the lucky ones, hence why I'm still here. But like Jones helped me throughout the whole thing, coming out of hospital, like getting back on my feet. The thing of like losing my hair wasn't, I didn't think losing my hair was a big deal. And then you start having to go out and see people and do things and actually coming to the gym with no hair, then with tiny little bits of hair and being Mm. so proud that my hair was growing back and then coming in with a wig and you guys just made me feel so fine like everyone was lovely the whole thing you say every week about on on the podcast about being a community it completely is everyone was lovely i remember seeing aiden again and you didn't recognize me you introduced yourself and i was like you've met me before but don't worry about it and you're like oh oh i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but it's fine but um 
so it was nice to have somewhere to go to and like everyone was just always pushing you but you know also helping you that you didn't push yourself too much making sure you're okay and I mean even now I go to boot camp and people come over to me and they're always like you still okay everything's everything's good yeah I'm fine <laughs> um and then obviously doing the London Marathon as well that was massive Nick helped me with that um I feel like I let you down though no not yeah. at all oh my god I, that I is flip the and change I, I flip and change because I hurt my foot about was it like two weeks before yeah, I did it? Yeah, it was very close. Um, so, but I got through it. I finished, got over the finish line, which yeah. I am proud of. Um, unbelievably so. Yeah, but um, we raised over, I think, about £7,000 for Teenage Cancer Trust in the end. So that's and what, what, and what really part of that's a failure? Uh, what part of okay, finishing yes, the London yeah. Marathon after having leukaemia <laughs> is a failure? Okay, okay, good point. Okay, and yeah. were we, so, did yeah. we not train consistently over that we time did. as well? It Honestly, was good. It was amazing. Really good. You've got no, there should be no negatives. Okay. Around that at all. So what's, what's that in the, in the time frame of things? So when, when did you think, do the London Marathon? And so marathon <clears> was it was the two thousand was two thousand it's two thousand eighteen it was last. Last year. Yeah, last, last year. year. So yeah, fifteen I got diagnosed. Sixteen was predominantly hospital and transplant. Two thousand seventeen was the CAR T. Eighteen was the London Marathon. Now in two thousand and nineteen. That's amazing. And mm. finally got married. Yeah. Gone to Australia for like ten and a half weeks. Got a diving license. My friends just brought me a snowboarding lesson, so I'm going to start snowboarding yes. as well. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. But yeah, yeah, so it's all it's all onwards and upwards, I think. So, yeah. Can, so, any questions that you don't want, like if you're not happy about oh, any yeah, questions or anything, but um, I think it's such a fascinating story, but going back to when it first was diagnosed, so what what kind of, like, what were you feeling at that time? What yeah. was, what? how did yeah. you start to notice something was different? And then kind of what were the what happened in terms of if you don't mind talking about yeah. it in terms no, no, of how you felt fine. when you got diagnosed I've actually I've, I've just done a talk at UCLH for the CAR T so I've just oh, been oh, through right. everything all the messages all the photos and everything so it's all quite fresh at the moment does, actually. Does, when you see things and remember it does it bring back what yeah. sort of, what, what memories does it bring back does it a lot how of does it make you feel it, a lot of it's positive there's occasionally that I I think of something and I almost can't think about it um, I have to be in the right frame of mind to go through certain things. I mean, I was, before I got diagnosed, I was totally fine. I was at the gym. I was I was the best I'd ever felt. I just yeah. spent like the whole year in London doing my masters, eating burgers and beer, and I was working my hardest <laughs> to like get rid of all that. Um, but I was the fittest and strongest I'd ever been, which actually they say was a really good thing that yeah. I was quite fit mm. when I got diagnosed. But I was actually um, having blood tests every two weeks. Um, I was on Roaccutane for acne. Yeah, so yeah. I was having blood tests done anyway, and that's the only reason they, they caught it. it up. Wow. Yeah, it I'm not like saying that you, like, you felt completely <clears throat> fine. Yeah. They, they like... There was I felt no amazing. Signs, was there? To the point that I was in complete denial the whole way to the hospital, even when they did the yeah. bone marrow sample and they said, "Oh, we think it's leukemia." And I was like, "It's got to be the tablet I'm on. You know, it can it can do yeah. funny stuff to your blood, knowing full well that it can't do what but. it did to my blood." But I just thought, I feel so amazing. There's no way I can have cancer. And then well, I did. Do you, do you, do you, know, do you know what helped? the normal symptoms would be, or is that quite normal? Um, so bruising. Actually, I did. After I got diagnosed, I realised I was doing um, I was doing some boot camps and I started getting some bruising on my hands. But you, you get bruises, you don't think cancer, you don't you don't no, jump no. to that. Yeah. And yes, I was getting tired, but again, I just presumed it was because I was working well, out working three hard, four days a week and you know pushing thing. myself exactly. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I didn't yeah I didn't didn't feel ill at all. 
but I think it is like tiredness and, and bruising and there are some other symptoms but again if anyone has some symptoms don't jump to cancer don't googling stuff is the worst thing you can do go to the doctors and get checked like you know it it's probably not what it is I just happen to be the one person that did have cancer <laughs> do, you, do you think it helped the thought of you thinking I'm fine it's not it's not that. oh yeah it's that almost like in a positive frame of mind yeah a lot of, of, a lot of people I mean? said that I was positive throughout the it whole and I think that, that has an effect on your physiology though doesn't absolutely it? Yeah. the nurses would say that there was someone else um, I was in the teenage cancer trust ward for a little while even though I was 25 I'd just turned 25 um, and the adult ward was full very lucky to go on that ward incredible made such a difference at the beginning of the journey 100% um, but there was some other people um, there was another guy on that ward um, and apparently he was quite understandably down and he wasn't yeah. getting out of his bed and and you know that's kind of you've got to accept it and go through it but that was kind of the worst thing you could do and they said it was brilliant I was getting out of bed I was doing yoga in the morning I was so, going up and down the stairs when I could and so what, what made you stay positive then what was the um, everything I had planned for the future I think really? that was a big oh, overwhelming 100% everything it was just it. there was no when I get I'm over not going to get through it it was just yeah, yeah when I get no, over it you know we um, doing my diving licence which I've done getting married done you know um, I've um, we bought two puppies which yeah. were incredible my dogs my little fur babies <laughs> but just little things like that it's just making plans making sure you do them no, I think that's what got me through it. Coming back to the gym, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> Massive <laughs> help. <laughs> so obviously yeah. feeling fine and then getting that news is ma- is unbelievable. Like, you know, I can't imagine yeah. what that must have been like. But what, so what was, like, going through your mind when... They, when like, who yeah, who was it that told they, you? How, how, yeah, did they, how, they how did they, they go about it? that in terms so of... So I remember I actually got up and I got ready for the gym. I was standing in the living room and I had a missed call from the doctor and I remember Brendan, I said to Brendan, don't worry, we'll go to the gym first and I'll ring them back when I get home. It's probably just my blood results. And Brendan was like, don't be stupid, just ring them, get your results, you know it's okay, then we'll go. Yeah. And then they rang and said, I rang them back and they said, oh, um, your bloods aren't right, we need you to go to hospital urgently and get a bone marrow done. And I didn't know what a bone marrow sample was. I had no idea. Yeah, was. I was just yeah. like, what, what? And they didn't, they didn't want to tell me over the phone but I kind of demanded they did and they said it may well be leukemia and then oh, it was kind geez. of a I don't remember I remember I remember get breaking down on the phone putting the phone down my dad was outside working on the car Bren went and got him and brought him in he calmed me down and then I kind of just went uh, just completely nothing numb. yeah numb didn't cry wasn't ha- obviously happy I, I just was complete numb all the way to the hospital. I don't really remember getting to the hospital. I just mean, remember being on the bed and the doctor coming in and kind of explaining that it's very likely it's leukemia, but they wanted to do the bone sample just to confirm it because they have to, but mm. it's like 90 What hospital sure. was this? That was at Addenbrooke's. Addenbrooke's. Yeah, mm. they, were, they were brilliant. Yeah. So happy I went with them. They've been incredible and like still being like seen by them and UCLH because of the trial yeah, and yeah. followed up. It's Yeah, it's been brilliant with them, but... So so what was the journey after that then? So you you got told, obviously, and then... Yeah, had the bone marrow, obviously got confirmed. Um, I don't really know. A lot of it, it's a bit of a blur. Um, Again, looking through some of the messages in the past week, apparently I cut my hair the very next day short, because they do say it's quite obviously an emotional thing to lose, and I had really long hair at the time. Mm. So it's really an emotional thing. It's better just to get it cut and kind of ease that process. 
Mm. And because I had such long hair, I um, donated it to the uh, Little Princess Trust. Of course you did. That is Which Daniel. <laughs> that is <laughs> but it kind of came back round because then they ended up giving, because I was on the Teenage Cancer Trust board, I ended up getting a wig from them no later way. on. Oh, yeah. amazing. Which was, it makes a huge, huge difference, absolutely. Mm. Um, just for the fact that it's real hair compared to it being fake. It just, you wouldn't know. I went to, um, there was also a... Um, hairdressers in Cambridge and they cut it for free for you you go in you have a consultation they do all your hair nice for nice. you and so when you put that wig on it feels real it doesn't feel like a wig anymore yeah. and again that helped with just you know coming to the gym and just kind of blending in a little bit more I think that was one of the the hardest things to deal with I hated being in a wheelchair you're quite a, you're quite you. a confident and outgoing person though and <laughs> I, I can imagine if you're you know, if someone's not, it must be it was, even it, harder. It was a weird thing to go through. Because mm. that's it, I've never really, I'm not, I, w- I wouldn't always say I'm like the centre of attention, but I wouldn't say I kind of sit in the corner. I'd like to think I'm middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think so. But to go through that thing of I just, there was a phase where I just wanted to not be seen. I wanted to completely hide. I didn't like being, I hated the fact that I couldn't, wheel the wheelchair myself I was too weak to do that but my mum had to push me around I just so what advice would you give to someone that potentially is in that situation now because or would you talk to someone I didn't talk to anyone right and I regret it and I still haven't properly spoken to anyone about it and I think I will and I think when you guys did the mental health one Mm. I just think talking to someone and often like don't be wrong I spoke to Brendan I spoke to my family you need to talk to a stranger you need to talk to someone completely random that you're probably never going to see again as well just to get things off your chest that you don't even realise you need to talk about Hmm. I think that would be like the biggest thing and what point is that when you're like losing your hair is that when you're having the chemotherapy essentially or what what stage is that when that happens it was the, the first lot of chemotherapy that I had that I was losing it and Again, I didn't think I had a problem with it, but I held on to every last strand that I could. And I think that made it worse. Again, anyone going through it, just shave your head. Don't go through it. Absolutely just shave it. You'd wake up and there'd be hair on your pillow every morning and it would just be... A little bit more. It's, just, bit more. it's just too much. It just makes it yeah. harder. Just just shave your head. Get over and done with. Rock the bald heads for sure. <laughs> I think about four people told look. me I had a nice shaved head. Shaved <laughs> head. And I was like, I think that's a compliment. I'm yeah. going to take it as a compliment. Um... But I think, yeah, I think, yeah, talking to someone's definitely mm. first thing to do. It sounds weird, but I say make the most of it. That sounds like a really weird thing to say, but do make the most of it. I know that there's going to be days like you're ill, you can't do anything. I mean, I had a whole period of time where I was on morphine and I completely tripped out. I couldn't finish my sentences, constantly felt like I was falling. I was having vivid nightmares. Obviously, going through that kind of period, you can't get much done you can't really do mm, a lot mm. but um yeah i think make make the most of being able to just sit in bed and do nothing all day that sounds well, really weird no but you know what that's a positive yeah i wish As i'd in... done like a blog or something about it you know you see these people who go through mm. this stuff and then they write about it and it just puts out so much positive and information about what they're going through mm. and in hindsight i wish i'd done that but hopefully if you're doing stuff like but this yeah yeah exactly yeah. would help i th- feels like a bit of a celebrity actually being asked to do this and I did the UCLH tour yeah, yeah. I was on the, the Teenage Cancer Trust email thing that went out to like all their members yeah, right. and I was on the Naked Scientist podcast did the BBC War in Blood it's been crazy wow yeah it's opened up a lot of doors yeah, strangely enough story. yeah it's amazing and so like as you're 
physically going through that obviously the the loss of hair and from what you've said you know weakness from being in the wheelchair is yeah. what are the main sort of physical symptoms you're getting through that treatment is it are you getting nausea are you getting like oh, what yeah. what are the sort so and, and is that mainly when you're going through the chemo or what at what stage are you getting those physical so symptoms? i remember vividly again a lot of the chemotherapy is kind of blurred all into one thing for me depending on what chemotherapy on depends on what kind of side effects you're going to have and how severe they are you'll mm. get some that you know you'll feel a bit nauseous but you won't be sick um for the stem cell transplant i had i think it was a week or four days worth of chemotherapy then i had four days of full body radiation twice a day for four days which is really intense so what is that what happens in that what is that what's the process so for that they actually make a um like a metal plate that covers your lungs so that your lungs don't get the radiation and then twice a day i'd have to go down to the radiology department get down to my underwear stand in the freezing cold they really need to put heat on there (laughs) (laughs) stand in front of this big machine that goes in front of you and i've actually got um technically tattoos i've got a dot on my front and my back that would line up the the laser bit and I get full body radiation and at the beginning I was fine I was walking up and down the stairs in fact I wouldn't let them take me down the wheelchair I said no I'm allowed to walk I can walk still I want to do it by the fourth day I was in the wheelchair taking the lift couldn't you know and that was that was probably the most ill I've been the radiotherapy just all my hair had started growing back but it all fell out again did did you have anxiety when you were going down to the room and knowing what was going to come here no, I didn't. I didn't have anx. I never really had any problem with having the chemotherapy or having the radiation. It was. It was more frustration that my body couldn't do what it used to be able to do. That was the hot, like not physically being able to get out of bed. It's just I feel mm. like I'm. I'm lucky. Okay, I went through cancer, which is rubbish, but I got through it and I'm fine again. But there are other people who, okay, they might not have cancer, but they have something else where they can't, you know they can't use their legs or anything they can't get out of bed and I just I feel so sorry for them because I can't imagine the only thing that kept me going was knowing that I was going to get better and that I was going to get out of bed again and there'll Mm. be a time where I could run Run, a marathon you know where there are people out there that don't have that thing to look forward to and I'm not sure how I would have got through it if I didn't know that I could get back up again and start using my body Mm. I mean hopefully you know there's people out there that would help and it would have been fine but I think that's probably the worst bit of it the phys- like not physically being able to use your body especially when before there's a point where you get a bit of chemo brain and your brain goes foggy and you can't can't finish your sentences you can't it's just a whole different I was going to say it's like you're high but it's not at all it's complete fog your brain doesn't work properly so obviously when you get to that point the frustration becomes more mental than it does physical yeah. but before the mental fog comes you've got the physical side of it yeah it's it's a lot yeah. <laughs> it's and a lot when you're going obviously you're going through that treatment and then as you said kind of there was stages where it was kind of okay this isn't necessarily working so we're going to try this other stuff you i mean sat like obviously it sounds like you're extremely positive which is amazing but are there times then when you are fearing for fearing the worst and fearing work, that it's yeah. not gonna, things aren't going to work I, and why isn't this working yeah, sort of thing or? I vividly remember one moment I cried when I first heard and then I was kind of I think I was quite stable throughout the whole thing it was all like okay what's next yeah. when's my ne- next lot of observations when's my next lot of drugs that you're going to give me it was all what's next and I was really you know I'd have 
like a timetable of what day everything was and and then I'd get them to print out my blood results every day and I'd map it on the computer because statistics and it would just make me feel better um and then I think I don't know I think I can't even remember what you asked me because I've gone off on a complete tangent. What no, <laughs> so was was there any was there any moments along that process where you were fearful that things weren't oh, yes, going to work yes. out for the best? Oh yes, that one. Yeah, there was just one day, and I don't think it was even nothing significant had happened that day. I was on the adult ward, and I don't I don't really know what came over me. I don't know whether I just had a night where I hadn't slept very well, or I don't know what it was, but I had this sudden fear. That I wasn't going to get through it, wow. and yeah, luckily it's only it only happened once, like severely, mm. and then I kind of I I broke down completely. I just cried. I know, unfortunately, I was on my own at the point. No one, there was no visitors at that point, and it was a very it's a weird thing to think of, and it was it was more what not what I could leave behind that sounds really weird but what I could do until that point and again the whole frustration of not mentally being 100% there and not physically being there and all those all those plans that I'd made to get me through it and just yeah. thinking they're not going to happen but then I told myself to shut up and get on with it and I did and and then I remember in the morning waking up and apologising to everyone on the ward because I cried so loud uh. <laughs> but they were all very polite and said that they didn't hear me and that it was all fine did, but did you have therapy through it as in like sort of counselling type um, therapy because obviously that's there was a huge a, part of it right yeah there was a lady <clears throat> on the teenage cancer trust ward that would come around she wasn't a professional anyone she'd just come around and talk Chats to everyone on the ward um they do have a lot more for people on the ward unfortunately because i was 25 i don't actually apply for it but she'd come around and talk to me and stuff um when it comes to um like a therapist kind of thing they did offer for me to talk to someone but I wasn't ready at the time um, and then all there's Macmillan um, Cancer Centre and they're, they're brilliant and you can always talk to someone there but I feel like the people there they're probably brilliant but I kind of want to talk to someone I don't know that's been through it someone who can like relate a bit more mm. and there may well be someone uh, at Macmillan that has been through it that I can talk to um, yeah, I kind of keep flitting with the idea of talking to someone. I definitely need to. It's always like, oh, I'll just get this out of the way. I'll just get married. Mm. Oh, I'll just go on my honeymoon. And now it's just get Christmas out of the way. And then I'll talk to someone next year. So we'll see. I think, mm. yeah, I do need to at some point. But for now, I'm great. <laughs> I'm five <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> and then what was it like? Because obviously then, you know, the story ends amazingly well. So <laughs> that that was that moment of sort of obviously, you know, being down but then when was it along that stage when they started to go actually things are looking good on the test result like you're saying you're looking at like all the different test results and yeah. all this sort of thing. so when was it when it started to be that situation where things were going in the right direction where you started to see like okay awesome this is like going where yeah. I want it to go and like what was that you know, Especially when with that? the time frame, I'm really yeah. interested about yeah. the time frame. It was a bit of a roller coaster. I, I probably need my mum here. She's like my personal secretary. When it comes to like <laughs> everything written down, like it all got muzzy towards the end. But um, I think in so 2018 must have been 2017. I think is when I had the car T. Yeah, because I've just gone to post two years. So when I was on the inner twos map, we 
I technically got the all clear and then it turns out I actually wasn't all clear. So there's kind of two levels to the test. You can you can see it in the bone marrow, you can see it in the blood. It's a lot more technical than that, but we'll leave it like that. Yeah. <coughs> um, but basically it was out of my blood, but it was still a small amount in the bone. Did they give you that information that you Unfortunately, got the yes. There was oh someone who I'd never met before and she told me that it was all clear. We went out, we celebrated, oh we went and had a meal, no. popping oh champagne, they put it all over Facebook, telling all my friends and family to then go back and they said, actually, you still got it. Again, what time frame was this? So this was after the radiation, was it? Yeah, therapy? so that's after the stem cell transplant um, and that was... The first. Uh, after, yeah, it was just after the stem cell transplant and we thought it was all clear. Turns out it wasn't. That's why I then went on the inotezumab and then we got the second official all clear completely and I've actually been in remission since again my mum would know this sometime in 2017 yeah. I think it's April 2017 I think was um, my remission date um, so that's when it was obviously going in the right direction but it was still kind of lingering one that we'd already had one false all clear so I didn't quite believe it the second right, time yeah. um, and then secondly they said this is only you know a, a temporary fix and that it's quite possible that it could come back um, how, do you, how do you deal with that? I don't, I don't know. I don't do you know think I, mean? I did at the time. I don't How think do I did. How do you deal with that being like, yeah, you're all right for now. Um, we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll see in a couple of months. When yeah, it's... have a bone marrow in another month's time. And we'll see. And yeah. I think it was, um, it's kind of bad. I think I was in complete denial in between each bone marrow. And then I would shrug it off to everyone and be like, no, I'm fine. I'm not worried about it at all. And then I'd, they'd say, it's still all clear. And I'd be like, oh, thank God. Thank God it's still all clear. And to, mm -hmm. point, to the point, I still do that now. Not as much because it's been such a long time. Wow. And obviously, the longer it goes, the less likely it is to relapse. But there's always that big sigh of relief when you get the all clear again. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the same. You know, it's going to be the same for anyone, no matter what they've been what, through. Yeah. But then um, got the the all clear again from the inotezumab. But I think it was after doing the CAR T trial. Um, I was only in there for eight days. Is it's the CAR T quite... the revolutionary yes, stuff? Yes, yes. Right. This is a UCLH one. Yes. Yeah. So did um, you get invited for that? Yeah. How did you, how did that yeah. come out? Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know if my dad had any any say over it, but when I very first got diagnosed, bless his heart, he basically went into my consultant and was like, I've been reading about these trials in America. Can we get Tanya on them? I'm going to remortgage the house. We're going to do everything we can. And the consultant was like, calm down. Like, hold on a little bit. There's stuff we have to go through first. Right. But my dad periodically would say, I've heard of this trial. What about this trial? So I don't know whether that had a say on it or not. But then... Um, my consultant at Addenbrooke said, we're in contact with UCLH, they've got this new trial, you fit onto it, do you want to do it? Obviously we jumped straight on it. Mm. Again, I didn't really, I was lucky because I was already um, MRD negative when I went onto the trial. What's that? What's so that's that? basically no cancer, there's no cancer cells in, your in, body. in my bone marrow at that point in time. Um, so I was very lucky. I was only on the, um, you just get one small dose. It's a very small dose of T cells. It's very, everyone builds it up like, oh, it's this trial and the CAR T cells, they come in and then they just put it in your arm and within like a couple of minutes it's done, it's over and it's very deflating. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was there for eight days. I didn't even stay in hospital. They put me up at the cotton rooms um, over the road from the hospital. It's like an eight-day holiday Cheap for me. Gits, yeah. I know. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was. It was great though. Um, I was allowed within, you know, a certain distance from the hospital. I had to be, mm. you know, close enough that if anything happened, I could get there. But my, my family came up. We went to the Natural History Museum. We went around some of the gardens and yeah. So you it was, didn't it feel any side effects to it? No, I felt a little bit tired the next day. 
Um, I got puffy ankles at one point, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, so what was that treatment lucky. doing if, you, if yeah. you were in that? Oh God, I don't know if I can explain it. So very, very, very plainly, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do it justice at all. It, it's really cool what it does, but they basically used my own T cells against the cancer. They basically, within reason, weaponized my own T cells. Um, they have to use the ones from my brother because obviously mine might mm. have not mm. been not good. Um, the worst way to explain it no, but no. they get my brother's t-cells and then they do something magical with them and then they basically go back into my body and they yeah they fight the cancer within the did, body. did you do much research on it beforehand or did you just like yeah i'll try it so at the beginning of everything i was reading up about every bit of chemotherapy i was looking at all the side effects i was really um like researching everything by the time it got to the car t just you're yes. bored. It was yeah. It was just years of it, and I was, and I and my brain, my brain wasn't working properly then. And I really think it's only really been the last six months that it's gone back, and that's the only reason why I really feel like I can get on with stuff now. At that point, my my brain just couldn't. You could tell me something, and I would I would understand it and take it in, but it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't stay there. There was. I probably could have done a bit more research and they explain it really well to be honest they do ex go through all of it and you get a chance to like ask questions and all that kind of thing um at the time i completely understood it but obviously i, I can't explain it now but so um, this is two years ago right yes yeah um so, yeah, over two two and a half over, yeah two so april 2017 yeah, the, the submission yeah. Date, isn't it? yeah yeah so before so. before that right yeah so april would have been remission so presumably this is being more widely used now is it or yeah yeah it is um I, I can't remember i think i was the third person on the trial in the uk wow. to, to do that one um I, I, I don't know how many patients they had in total but they're using it they've actually used i think the same technique on other other things like other not just leukemia they've used it on other types as well um but i think it's now going to be rolled out in fact yeah i got the call a couple of weeks ago saying they're going to roll it out in adderbrooks as well so i think it might be that um if i did need it again so i've got three three lots of t-cells that they originally took because it's a trial they don't know how long it is until yeah. they're not allowed to use them anymore so if i mm. if heaven forbid it ever came back they could do some tests on the on the T cells they've got, and I could possibly have mm -hmm. them back. So I might be able to have it at Adam Brooks if I need it again instead of going to to London. Although mm -hmm. I don't mind going to London; it's a nice day out. Because <laughs> yeah. earlier on, you mentioned that like you didn't really realise that you was running out of options. No. Like how 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 do you know that now? Did someone say literally, Tanya? We were like. Well, I think again, going back through it through stuff like this, I say, well, I've done this, and I did this, and I had this chemo and this, and I had the, mm. the transplant, which is meant yeah. to be one of you the know one. almost one yeah, yeah. The, the big thing that you go through, um, and that's when I was at the most ill, and you you put your body through all these paces to get that all clear and to come out the other side and not get it, and again that inotuzumab was a new a new drug that you know six months beforehand that may not have been there for me, and I think that's what made me think. Oh, oh damn that, yeah yeah in flight terms yeah, yeah. It, it could have been a, it's it's weird getting cancer is obviously absolutely rubbish but it couldn't have happened at a better time for me because of everything that was happening because behind it, yeah. the scenes and what the research was i just finished my masters i had my 25th birthday in london i was totally living the fact that i'd got cancer and then i've gone through it all and i've the stuff that's then happened if i hadn't got cancer i wouldn't have gone to australia for my honeymoon i probably wouldn't have the dogs either mm. i'm not saying i'd 
I'm no, glad no, I no. had it, but no, no, as the yeah. way things are gone... It's one of the things, like, again, not... not take, Like, I had a hip injury when I was younger, and I'm thankful of who I am today because of my hip. Yeah. I spent most of the time being angry at who I wasn't because of my hip, and now I'm like, I'm proud of who I am because of my hip. Absolutely. It sounds like you're quite similar. It's like, I'm yeah. proud of who I am because of cancer. Yeah. Like, rather than angry... I think angry you've got to be, haven't you? Yeah, rather than angry at what you're not or what you haven't done or yeah. couldn't do because of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, life would have been totally different. I'm sure yeah. it would have been great if I hadn't got cancer. It would have put a lot less strain on a lot of my family members, bless them, and it would have been easier for them. But we've all come out stronger for it. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think hopefully making the most of my life since then. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's exactly it. You're making the most of this almost second chance, aren't you? Like, yeah, exactly. Making that every single moment, enjoying it and thinking, oh my God, like I've actually got the opportunity to do this. Yeah. It's maybe sad to think that there are people who haven't had that second yeah. option do you feel like you're kind of doing a little bit for them as well people that hopefully hopefully yeah. i went on um i think it was mcmillan they've got a um an online thing like an online blog and you can go on there and just say that you're basically there to talk to and people will put That's up questions great. and it might be people going through it or it might be family members mm. so occasionally i'll get like notifications that someone's replied or you know go on there and just see if you can re- help anyone out so yeah. i think uh, yeah the community side of it is, is massive is, yeah it has to be because on that because like how like brendan obviously was a rock for you Bless through him. all of it yeah. did he have a rock throughout the it gym well? <laughs> that was his for sure he would get up thing. he would come in first thing go to the gym and then he'd go over to asda and he'd work all day then he'd come back and go to the gym and then he'd go he'd come to the hospital and visit me and then he'd go to bed and then he'd get up and he'd come to the gym and that's all he did amazing yeah yeah again because you do you do need that because he needs to be strong for you and so someone needs to be yeah. strong for him because what he's going through as well it's that you know it happens in all of them kind it of was things, his outlet so, for sure which is which is wicked yeah and, you know hopefully seeing the friendly faces at joneses all the time made Absolutely. him you know made him feel a bit better and yeah to the point that we were both here on our wedding day in the morning brendan oh, no. uh, <laughs> natalie my maid of honor, uh, honor and i came in oh, through yeah, we came to the gym and then yeah. yeah thank you very much you gave us a glass Some of prosecco, bubbly, prosecco yeah. and we sat in the cab and then brendan and his Trained. um they had to go like round the back so that we didn't see each other in the morning yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, i remember like it was i remember you were sitting outside because it was really sunny wasn't yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. so you've been there throughout the whole thing from start so, to finish um two two questions one was one is uh how how amazing was it when you got the news when you got given the all clear the first time round it was incredible. well sorry yeah, yeah. And, and then the second but then time, the second time it, i didn't just, didn't believe it right, i just yeah. it kind of almost put a bit of a damper on it so the second question is when did you decide you were going to do a marathon the year later oh God. i think it was just um Brendan is uh, he's he's great at running. He just he's like really good at just. He's sprinting. a gazelle. Yeah, he I'm not moves a runner. So well. I've done a marathon. I'm still not a runner. <laughs> I will no, never be are. a runner. <laughs> um, but I think we'd we'd spoken about it, and again, it was that whole thing of getting back into fitness, going to the gym, pushing your body, and it was just like I felt like I had to accomplish something. Brendan's always wanting to do that kind of thing anyway, and then it had that you know the chance to do the ballot thing. We didn't actually get through on the ballot, but then we were like, let's give something back. Went through the Teenage Cancer Trust didn't realise that Brendan was going to leave all the fundraising to me. Got to get £2,000 <laughs> per person. So all of a sudden I've got to try and raise £4,000. Luckily we, we smashed the target. Um, but I don't think it was like really a conscious decision of what I had to do. We just went for it. And then I was like, oh, here, oh we, no, go. here we go. And then so I was like, Nick, yeah. Nick, help me. <laughs> but yeah, oh, it was a brilliant experience though. 
to the point that we do go in for the ballot every year just in case that we're really? never going. And every time we don't get in, we're like, oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about doing a triathlon now. Yes, Brendan, let's make it happen. Trying to rope me into it. Yes, Tanya, let's make it happen. Let's I make like it happen. Cy- I like cycling and swimming. You've still got to win me over on the running. Let's make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. I love it. We'll what, what, that's the next challenge, that's surely. Cool. If, you do a mar- if you can do a marathon, then triathlon's less than a marathon. I know, but the, like thought, ten, the put, thought of doing a 10k now? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to eat them up in the, in the build-up for, yeah. for London. Yeah, we can get there again. We'll see. It was amazing. But how, how much did you love? Like, obviously, running around with your Teenage Cancer Trust vest on. Feel like, good. how amazing did that feel when you, you yeah. do? Like, I've been lucky enough to London and you've got six people deep screaming at you for, you know, however many hours it is. It's an amazing experience. Yeah. And to do that representing the, the charity that, that looked after that. you and did so much for you, yeah. I can't imagine the give back that that must have. I've, so, everyone, if you want to do the marathon, don't, if you genuinely want to do the marathon, don't go free ballot just choose a charity choose a charity that you feel passionate about get your ass in gear do some fundraising come talk to me i will do fundraising it's brilliant <laughs> it's so much fun just yeah don't complain that you haven't got into the marathon just do it for a charity absolutely what, i just what gets me is that people run marathons without the people cheering them on i could not do that i could only do it in that atmosphere that where people are just like keep running it's, it's amazing isn't it yeah absolutely it's, it's the best day ever that is yeah. But yeah, what um, what was what did you feel like when you crossed the line? When you crossed the line for London Marathon, is that was it complete yeah. shock? Oh my oh, god, yeah. Yeah, was, was there emotions of being what you went through as well, or as was it or, or was oh, it just yeah. that you just no? There was the at one point I almost burst out crying, probably because I was just exhausted. But I was just like, oh, and then Brent was like, Brent, he was remember why you're doing this, you yeah. know, and you're like, okay, and that does definitely help again to have that kind of. I can't believe people do it without that motivation. I just don't know how anyone does it, honestly. Like, that's the only thing that got me through it. But yeah, getting over that, I got like a weird burst of energy on that last straight. I mean, I wasn't going, I wasn't going fast. I was predominantly walking before. So I just started jogging again. Um, But yeah, it felt really good. But unfortunately, because it had taken me so long, by the time I got there, everyone else had kind of cleared off a bit. There were still people there, still cheering you on and... The Teenage Cancer Trust had like a little after party and they had food and like a massage person, mm. which was greatly needed. Um, but yeah, I think I was, I think that's why I was a little bit kicking myself. I was like, oh, if I got here earlier, it would have been a bit more of a celebration at the end. And I tell you what, no one warns you the fact that you've got to get home at the end of it. Oh, that's you've the worst. You've got to get to the train station. Yeah. You've got to then walk to your house. I remember getting in, sitting on the stairs and I've never... I say I've never felt so physically drained, a different type of drained from obviously yeah, chemo, yeah. but I just sat there and I was just like, I, I can't even, I can't, I couldn't even talk, I couldn't get up off the steps, I was just knackered, absolutely knackered. Yeah, I'm, I came I came to work the next day after mine, <gasps> and I literally sat in reception, fortunately the chair in reception, on, no it's on wheels, oh. so I could it's literally just wheel, wheel, I could just wheel yeah. around the reception, I was like, if anyone needs anything, I'll show you a video on YouTube of how to do it, I'll hold it up over the wall, this is what to do, but I, oh god, I remember I was, it, it hits you bad, oh. you know, like, but yeah, no one, no one warns you about that, so no, just, getting home, yeah, yeah. love YouTube. it. Yeah, well, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Isn't it? It's, it's mad, isn't it? And Eve, like, did you wear your medal? Like, for, oh yeah, of course people, I did. But did people get up? She's got it on now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just secretly got it. Did people get up for you on the tube? I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> I was literally, I was literally like struggling to walk and had the medal on, and literally like people just looked at you, just carrying on sitting down. Like, do you know really? what I mean? And no one offered a seat or anything. I was like, wow, that is. Yeah, that was that oh, was bro. an interesting experience. Yeah. So um, the next things to talk about is is what you've gone on to do in your 
on your new lease of yeah. life. Yeah, I think what I'm not trying to think what I've done. Um, well, I've got the the Jones cap is now plastic free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I do um, some. It's basically called it's plastic free community. Um, it's done through a charity called Surfers Against Sewage. I'm not a surfer at all. I try it. I love it, but I'm not a surfer. But you don't have to be to get involved. Um, and basically, as community leader, I get trying to get business involved Jones is the first one to get involved thank you very much um, you will be getting a little plaque by the way nice. a certificate. Um, and then we're going to get the schools involved I haven't tackled that yet at the minute I'm in contact with the government getting them involved as well um, we do river cleans as well so mm. I'm probably going to hit you guys up next time we do one so you can Definitely. tell everyone the podcast yeah, yeah, I think we've yeah. done three, three, three or four of them so far and we're picking up more and more I remember there was someone on Facebook that said surely it's only going to take one person five minutes to clean up the river I said let's hope that's the case yeah. and there was but like 28 not. of us and we did like three hours worth of work and there was still you know rubbish Is everywhere it bad? it's bad it's where, really bad so where did you go? so we've done a few up um, Franklin's recreational ground the rec mm. um, on Mill Lane we've done a few there and that's obviously got the kids uh, park mm. you get a lot of teenagers that hang around there not just teenagers adults drop rubbish a hell of a lot of rubbish mm. as well you get all sorts just cigarette butts alone there's so many of them um dog walkers leaving poo bags everywhere why, do, pe- poo why bags. do people put mm. poo in a bag and hang it in a tree yeah. i, don't I know yeah. The yeah. That just, trees. yeah what is that about yeah. just, that really annoys if me. you don't want to pick it up you know either use biodegradable bag and put it in the bin or if you don't want to pick it up get a stick and flick it in the, uh, in under the bush and it will just biodegrade naturally yeah don't can't believe I'm talking about dog poo on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> no it's the Jones's first yeah. seriously why would you preserve it like yeah, it's no, just it's gonna big bugbear. yeah oh. but yeah so we, we did one up there and we also did one up um, you know is it Meccano Bridge the other side of town yeah. as you go up to Sainsbury's we did one from there as well because again you can go up multiple ways of you know up yeah, the river right. and again it's not just the river in the street see a bit of rubbish pick it up in your pocket I know it's rubbish I know people don't want rubbish in their pocket but there's normally a bin within five paces of the rubbish anyway mm. just everyone do their little bit and it can make such a big difference did you find anything um, worthy yeah worthy. Like a, like, so what we found oh we found um, I say wait one of the people who came and did the volunteering Tom he actually got his waders on and went into the river and pulled out a trolley from like the 1980s or something no it was oh, wow. it was a before that. Shop never even gateway heard of. no it was it was before that because mm. i know them but it was one that i'd not even heard of so it's over 28 was, uh, one, years one of my questions was did you, did you find any trolleys but there, yeah there was a trolley yeah. in there um last year we found Classic. two knives in oh, the kids park in the corner oh, of the kids park God, that's awful yeah police turned up luckily i don't i don't it was a weird timing because nobody told the police and they just happened to turn up i was like here you can take these yeah <laughs> um can't think what else was yeah but no about. like there's a bathtub there was a bathtub in there why would you put a bathtub unless what? someone was having a great time yeah. <laughs> yeah. go down the river in it but there's all sorts of stuff but no there. like you know um coins or anything like that and nothing I mean, nothing value. exciting unfortunately no. not unfortunately not but you know come along yeah, you never fine. know we'll yeah, 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 yeah. get involved with i'm guaranteed the jones's fitness family would be get your mind zone belt on and get in the river i think the next one i think the next one will be in april when it's a bit warmer yeah I think that's it. We always do the autumn one and you don't get as many people. And then you do the spring one and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, come out to play. So, yeah. So, I'll let you all know when that happens. Yeah, definitely. We'd be well up for that. Yeah. Definitely. And then you spoke about going on your honeymoon yeah. to Australia. And I'm pretty sure you spent two weeks doing something pretty awesome there as well, didn't you? So, we got our, Brendan and I got our diving license. 
it was incredible, absolutely amazing. And we did some marine conservation, so we did some work on the Great Barrier Reef, swam with some turtles, saw some sharks, did some wreck diving, uh, did a beach clean over there with Parlay as well, that was incredible. Um, and then we spent like five and a half weeks in a van touring around, saw some friends over there. It was, I kind of jumped to have a plane, because you know, when you finally got your life back to yourself, back, yeah, you just yeah, want to yeah, put yeah, yourself danger, in mortal danger, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, but, but, that's one of my quick, like, would you have done all those things if you hadn't have been no. through what you went no, through? No, no, I think you would have done. No, I, I, I think I would have, I would have done stuff. Don't get me wrong; I'm always up for new experiences and yeah. trying things. But, but like all the charity work, and it, I'd you like did to you think come so. out? Of it, did you come out of it all as a different person? Do you think? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'd like to think, I'd like to think the underlying stuff was already there. I love animals. I love you know mm. conservation work, you know charity fundraising. I love all that, and I'm hope I hope it was all there already and it's just made it more... Just it a bit more of a push. Yeah, but I love it. It's great. I love it all. <laughs> yeah, the give back. Yeah. It seems like you're, you know, forgive me for assuming this, but um, your life's better now than, than it was before. Yeah, it was pretty damn good before, but it's pretty damn good now. Can't complain about anything, honestly. Even with all the cancer, I can't complain about it. There are mm. people who have been through it and they can complain a lot, but... Um, I'm one of the lucky ones, for mm. sure. So what would you say, like, if there's people out there that are going through a similar situation or, you know, have got health issues like that, what would you, like, You sounds like you're so positive for it, which is amazing, but <laughs> right. what would be your sort of maybe things that you look back and think on, maybe you would have, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, but maybe you would have done differently or things that, that, yeah. that you think, if someone was coming to you for advice on how to kind of, get through it I guess in as good a way as they possibly can what would be your sort of takes on that I wish um, so a, a community having like a network around you friends family again talking to someone going online talking to other people who have been through it definitely that side of it I wish I'd done that more um, and also um, keeping track of it as in like blogging it not you don't have to go online and do a, a blog for everyone else but keeping track of it for yourself personally I started out by doing a, a diary each day just to myself. It wasn't like a dear diary thing. It was just what's going on, you know, a little bit of how I felt. And I read back through some of it and I randomly stopped and I don't know why. It may have been, you know, chemo brain took over too much and I couldn't because I, I couldn't even focus on watching films. It got to that point. I just lay there because I couldn't read. I couldn't mm. do mm. anything. So it may well have been that, but I'm, I'm gutted that there wasn't more now because I feel like I could have mm. got more out of the experience if I did have that to read. Um, taking more photos I love taking photos I'm always taking photos and videos anyone who knows me knows that but I, again I went through a whole phase where I didn't want any photos of me you know I, again in the beginning I was taking photos of everyone who visited me and that was brilliant to look good to go back through that and then all of a sudden it just stops and there's, mm. there's nothing from that and again luckily I got through it but heaven forbid if I hadn't it might have been nice for other people to have had that towards the end instead of it just dropping off yeah. you know months before I'd even gone anywhere kind of thing um, so I think yeah I'd say as hard as it is track it you'll appreciate when you go back on it talk to everyone say yes to everything like make the most of I mean most people who go through cancer end up making the most of things anyway I don't think there's many people who go through cancer and come out a worse person mm. um, but yeah just just say yes to every experience make the most of it all talk to everyone, share your feelings, see if you can help other people, that'll make you feel better. 
get out of bed, do some yoga, go find a good gym. (laughs) (laughs) Keep moving, just keep focusing on something, keep going, don't don't let it stop, basically. I think. What a message. Amazing. Yeah. Such an amazing story. That's unbelievable, really. It's just such a just inspiring and just like you know, I think um you know listening to that it makes you think makes you feel very appreciative of your own health doesn't it it yeah, makes right. you just feel very lucky to to have not not had things like that happen yeah. to me personally we do and we take our bodies for granted do, don't don't we? We? but then yeah. i still do after going for all that i still take things for granted and you have to give yourself a shot to say hold on you've been through all this like appreciate what you've got you can't you can't 100 percent appreciate everything you've got every single day you it you just you can't do that it's mm. impossible but just taking those moments when you can reminding yourself I guess yeah we've, I've started to do a um, or me and my wife started to do a because you know they, they talk about grateful logs all the gratitude time log, gratitude yeah. logs yeah. like mm. and we I, we got annoyed with it because it's like we're just saying the same stuff every day from a family yeah. from like whatever yeah. um, but we've just started to say three things that went well today yeah, you're so what, to highlight what, what, like what, what three things what three things and we do it at, at the moment we've done it for the last week we've done it every night what three things went well tonight or just she asked me I ask her and it's just little, tiny little things, but just kind of focuses you on that those Push good things, oh, puts you in that positive mindset. And um, I've loved it actually, loved doing that. It's well, just like made you, made you We said it. like I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast, but after Catherine came in and spoke about the gratitude thing, the three things, and mm. um, one of our members took that away and started implementing it in his team meetings. So before oh. they start their team meetings, they will share positive stuff. Like we do it in our Monday team meetings. It's like highlight from last week. Everyone talks about. And that gets everyone in this positive frame of mind, and it builds, and it's like infectious, that. and it's that's how you start a meeting. You should do positive. that at the beginning of. Your, I know you like you say what you've done the past week. You should have your like three oh, positive things. Things. from the week. Yeah, well, like the week. As well. they're always yeah. really negative. Yeah, yeah. But you, you should implement yeah, that each week now. There you go. Done next week. Next week, definitely. I'm gonna start doing that. Well, there you go. Yeah, Brendan. What three things are on there this week? Yeah. Or today. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Today. Really it went well today. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. Mm. My positive thing is I got to come on this amazing podcast. Oh, yeah, well, this is this, <laughs> is, uh, this <laughs> is definitely one right. of mine today. This would be one of mine. Yeah. It would be yeah. easily yeah. one of mine. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Right. definitely. Um, mm. And then in terms of the future, that's positivity about going forward. You've done the marathon, so what's next? What are you going to do? <gasps> I don't know. Triathlon. Um, possibly triathlon. Oh God! Um, my mum and dad are going to get their diving license, so they're hopefully going to go to Tenerife. Is that paddy um, that you did? Yes. Yeah, and then we did our deep dive night night yes. dive was incredible. Scared the hell out of him, but I loved yeah. it. Definitely do that again. So that was part of the advanced. Yes. Or, so yeah. I haven't got to advanced because you have to have five, five yeah. of them. I've only done I three, presume you've so done it, Chris, because you have done it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did it in Thailand. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So so. The, the, the night um, night dive, deep dive, and ship. Oh no, it wasn't rope dive. What was it? Night. I can't remember what the other one was. I don't know. I've done three. That's really bad. <laughs> I can't remember what the other dive was. We did three. We did one that was like um, you get like a little board and oh, go down. Navigation. Navi- dive. Uh, navigation. And navigation then we one. we did um, one where you um, it's like a you get a list of different fish to go down and you have to like you have to identify all these different oh, fish and you cool. get a little bit of. Um, it's not chalk, but it's like where oh, you yeah. can actually write yeah, on the water yeah. if that makes sense. But the deep dive's incredible, isn't it? Did you do the That's whole great. egg playing with the egg? Thing? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you crack an egg at 30 meters and the yolk doesn't break because of the pressure. 
so you can actually play like light volleyball with someone else with a egg yolk. Mm. Our guy took down a, a, a bottle really of air and then obviously like compressors yeah. and stuff as it goes up and down. The night dive was probably the night dive is my awesome, favourite. I think I was fine when we first got <coughs> in the water because the people, they you've got your flashlight and everyone has like a little light on the back so you can follow the person in front. And we got to the reef and that was great because you're looking at the, the Great Barrier oh, Reef and we saw this huge turtle and you're just concentrating on that. And then we left the Great Barrier Reef to come back to the boat and that's when I, I'd started to relax a bit more and I looked around and it was just pitch black. Oh pitch man, black. that would scare pitch, me. Pitch black <laughs> everywhere. And I started to panic. Um, mm. So I was breathing quicker. So I started to rise up and I didn't release the air from my BCD. So I was going up quite quick. Um, luckily, it obviously wasn't a deep dive, so it didn't sure. actually matter. Yeah. Um, but it turns out there were three sharks going around the bottom of the boat. I mean, they're only reef sharks. So they're not dangerous. But there was these three sharks going around. And I'm just slowly... Just Come going up higher and higher towards it, but I didn't realise they were there. Luckily, I managed to calm myself down and get back down and do, you know, the three minutes of five metres. Um, and then I, yeah, I saw the, the sharks swim around us. That, that is a scary world down there. I spoke to someone the other day who's a diver at the gym, and he was saying that you've got to be, because you've got to be really careful with your inner ear, because you can be underwater and generally not know if you're upside down left or right like you can really lose your bearings down there if all you yeah, can see is, is sea or water yeah each way, like you can generally not know if you're yeah it can be it can get very confusing just yeah. let out some bubbles work and out which out way they're, they're going, going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you don't have the bubbles you can generally not know where you are in time and space which i was like that's yeah. crazy that's yeah. a again feeling. learning in australia it's you know clear blue sea and it's mm. beautiful and you've yeah. got really good visibility everywhere waiting to do a cold water you know doing a dry suit and doing it in england yeah. it's going to be a lot different <laughs> i can't see brendan where's he gone yeah. <laughs> does that mean you're going to do it down the eyeball when you're down the eyeball yeah, yeah. Clean, clean up yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, i don't want to do that. i don't think it's deep enough is it <clears throat> maybe go snorkeling but Let's i think yeah well i think we, there's a marine conservation um one uh, marine debris um one that you can do so we can go down with a knife and if you see like plastic wrapped around something you're allowed to you know get oh, it off and oh, stuff and wow. i think there's like a buoyancy one i'm going to do because i think yeah doing my buoyancy would be a really good thing just so i can move myself about around a bit more mm. i think there was another one i can't remember there's some, some other kind of like conservation one it might have been the fish like fish identification identification one but yeah so there's just so much you can do with it loads yeah it's gonna be incredible yeah it's annoying because i did mine when i was like 18 so I've seen this years two years ago. ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 18 years ago. Blimey. That's <laughs> mental. But anyway. Um, funny, if you've got the license, you can just go and do the, yeah, the like, top ups. refresh ones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Refresher Dude, ones. I yeah, I know. Yeah. When the kids are older, maybe I'll, I'll uh, get back involved. But, yeah. We did the SS Yongala, which is a shipwreck dive. And that's cool. I'd love to do a shit. I'd love yeah. to have never done anything like that. I'd love it's to gonna do It's going to be like one of the top 10, so we've kind of spoiled ourselves really early on. <laughs> yeah. um, Set the bar. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It was incredible. It's actually um, known as a gravesite because there's, I can't, it's really bad. I can't remember how many bodies. I think it's like 124 What's bodies it in there. SS Yongala. Yongala. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're not allowed in, in the boat or anything. Not that you would because it's quite tight. I, I mean, it's a huge boat, but the, you know, um, you wouldn't yeah. want to go in. Um, and then we oh, saw wow. our first. We saw stingrays. Um, I had I had a sea snake go above my head. Whoa. It was just. We heard oh, whales wow. for the first time underwater. Yeah, That's it was. Weird. I have to show you guys the video. It's crazy. God, mad. It's just weird just to think I was. Yeah, it's it. just yeah. weird to think yeah. I was down there. And yeah, anyone who's interested, do it. Just go for it. Don't wait around. Don't say, "Oh, I'll do it next year." Do it this year. Just do it. <laughs> Definitely.
for sure. What a way to end. Well, yeah, mm. yeah, brilliant. Love thank it. you so, so much <laughs> yeah. for coming. Thanks, yeah, thank thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like talked everyone's ears off. Yeah, no, 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 it's been lovely. It's like Chris, it's quite inspiring. And um, yeah, it's been, thank you so much for, for sharing the story and being so honest about it. Mm. And and hopefully it's helped a few people. Yeah, so hopefully. It, you know, cancer affects everyone, right? So, yeah. you know, we all know someone that's been through it. Is it like one in two people now or something? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I think it was that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, hopefully, it's helped. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I think it has, and really positive message in terms of what people can do if they're in that scenario. So, hopefully, if you, you know, if there positive are positive message about being positive. As yeah, well. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, so true, isn't it? Like, there is evidence that sort of says the more positive people you are, the, yeah. the more likely you are to to get better. Obviously. That's not to say that every every positive person, unfortunately, does get through, yeah. but um, gives you a better fighting chance. Though, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you may as well enjoy enjoy the ride. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, Perfect. on that note. On that note. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. See you all next much. week. Yeah, see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>